I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I'm just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh,
care and persevere when it comes time to fight. As a stranger here, I will never fear. For the sun still shines regardless of the darkest night. Seek for your inner voice to help you make your choices. Learn to differentiate between the truth and the noises. As a stranger here, you must never fear. For the knowing of yourself is cause for great rejoicing. Great rejoicing. Great rejoicing. Great
joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within a listening ear. Tonight's theme is spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakening. We're going to start off in the praise up, as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed. Starting off with Romans 13.11, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Ephesians 5.14 Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Titus 3.5 Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. John 1 to 51. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh 
and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And no man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And this is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and the Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then art thou, Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. And they say unto him, Who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Esaias. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptize thou then? If thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet, John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is who is coming after me is preferred before me whose shoes latch it, I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him, and I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. 
And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is the Christ. And he brought to him Jesus. When Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, a city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses is in the law, and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knoweth thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And finally, from the Sophia of Jesus Christ, from the Nag Hammadi Library, just a small segment. Thomas said to him, Lord, Savior, why did these come to be, and why were these revealed? The perfect Savior said, I came from the infinite that I might tell you all things. Spirit who is, was the begetter, who had the power of a begetter and a form giver's nature, that the great wealth that was hidden in him might be revealed. Because of his mercy and his love, he wished to bring forth fruit by himself, that he might not enjoy his goodness alone but that other spirits of unwavering generation might bring forth body and fruit, glory and honor, in imperishableness and his infinite grace, that his treasure might be revealed by the self-begotten God, the father of every imperishableness, and those that came to be afterwards. But they had yet not come to visibility, now a great difference exists among the imperishables. He called out saying, whoever has ears to hear about the infinities, let him hear. And I, I have addressed those who are awake. Still he continued and said, 
everything that came from the perishable will perish, since it came from the perishable. But whatever came from imperishableness does not perish, but becomes imperishable. So many men went astray because they had not known this difference, and they died. Whoever has ears to hear about the infinities, let him hear, and I have addressed those who are awake. Are you awake? Awake and aware ones? Obviously are, because you are tuned into Women's Wednesday. And we're going to talk about the spiritual awakening. Tonight's theme. But first, we're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
I and I can reach all our goals. All in time.
out the darkest places Hold on to faith It'll give you God's grace So relax, so relax, so relax, so relax, so relax Oh, relax, relax Baby, just relax, relax Blessings and grace, and I'm back with spiritual awakening. Signs, symptoms, and stages. Spiritual awakening can refer to quite a few phenomena, and there are varying degrees of awakening. It's possible for a person who has done no spiritual work to have a spontaneous awakening. This type of awakening occurs as a result of a raise in consciousness where the individual becomes aware of realities and parts of themselves that were previously hidden from consciousness. This raise in consciousness can be due to things such as reading something of a spiritual nature that reminds them of something that they've forgotten or have been disconnected from. When something is read that resonates with the person's soul and their higher knowledge, this higher part can be activated and incarnated. For example, some forces which were previously located outside of the body, not yet incarnated, suddenly enter the person's energy, thereby raising their consciousness and awakening awareness of this new force. This type of spontaneous incarnation of higher energies can occur due to various life circumstances or occurrences that open the person's current energy to these higher forces. Another possibility is that the person grows up their physical energetic bodies and are naturally becoming ready for this incarnation. And it was predestined that at a particular time that the energies would incarnate. This type of phenomena occurs throughout a lifetime and is the reason for immense changes in consciousness that occur for everybody as they grow up. For those with children, this will be very obvious at the time that the child begins speaking. Theirs is a huge leap from baby who cannot yet talk to one that can. And it does not take very much perception to see that part of the individual that was previously not there has suddenly, maybe over a few days, weeks, or months, incarnated. You can actually feel that the weight of the child's energy has increased immensely, and now their personality is beginning to bloom. As well as the incarnation of higher energies in this way, a person's past life or mental and emotional issues, which are part of the astral body, will begin to incarnate. As as the child experiences life, there are bound to be many traumas. When a trauma occurs that brings similar feelings to a past life trauma, the negative astral energy associated with the past life will be activated and incarnated into the body. The point here is that both higher forces of consciousness as well as negative astral energies incarnate gradually as the child grows up. 
and this incarnation continues for the entire life, but for many it slows down immensely at around the age of 28. For most people, the incarnation of the negative astral energies would have been completed by this time, and a solid ego structure is formed. And for those who do not follow any spiritual practice or meditation technique, their energy will stay much the same after this point. 28 is said to be the youngest age a person can achieve enlightenment, as before this time, the required forces have not yet fully incarnated. A spontaneous awakening simply means that a part of a person's energy has been awakened or incarnated. This awakening will certainly lead to a leap in consciousness and more spiritual awareness, but on its own will not lead to spiritual transformation and incarnation. The energy body of the individual is often left in much the same state as they continue to be shrouded by the ego. Many people can have an enlightening experience, but this does not mean that they are enlightened. A huge awakening and realization, yes, but there's still a lot of diligent work to do. Often with an awakening, the realization follows that to enjoy higher consciousness and ground your higher aspects is going to require a lot of work to clear all the past conditioning and emotional imprints so that the spirit may dwell within the body. In fact, following a spiritual experience, there's often a come down effect. As the higher energies enter the body, the entire energy body's vibration is increased which leads to many subconscious memories and conditioning being dislodged and allowed into consciousness. This can be quite unpleasant. Generally, the greater the experience of awakening, the greater the come down as more subconscious energies are released into consciousness. These released energies need to be cleared and transformed by spiritual practices, but often the individual does not have the knowledge to succeed with this. Sometimes an individual will have a very powerful awakening that they cannot handle, and with little knowledge of what is happening to them, as it is the ego that is experiencing the raising consciousness, they may enter into a psychosis. The individual is feeling immense power and often feels invincible. They feel like they've reached heaven or enlightenment and often see visions of things like angels and ascended beings. The ego of these individuals does not understand what is happening and can only do its best to understand the various phenomena that they are experiencing. The ego has to be cracked. And as the ego is based in the material world, it denies the existence of the spiritual world and has no way to process the experience. As the rays in vibration also dislodges much subconscious material, the confusion increases and they end up in a state of psychosis. This type of occurrence usually happens when someone whose energy is quite open and the ego is likely to have a very weak part. So the energy body and the aura have holes or weak spots where this type of makeup, a spontaneous awakening, can cause far too much voltage to enter the body. Another way for this type of experience to occur is through drug abuse. As the drugs continually weaken the person's energy, 
opening it up to all kinds of forces, as well as raising their vibration and connection to higher energy, the possibility of a large-scale awakening is greatly increased. The risk of drug-inducing a psychosis such as this is greatly increased. With someone who is young, the ego is not yet solid, or if their makeup is precarious. <laughs> the problems faced by people who have these spontaneous awakenings are quite considerable. As the experience was so great, the come down is going to be massive, often too much to handle, and it can go on for many years. Unfortunately, after the experience of many of these people are convinced by doctors that they were simply having a psychotic episode. Everything they've experienced with either considered an illusion or delusion, and that there is no such thing as a spiritual awakening. The remedy is now to sedate them and disconnect them from their energetic and physical bodies with antidepressants, antipsychotic, or anti-anxiety drugs. Now, for the doctors, they feel that, or they think that they are simply fixing the chemical balance in the brain and thereby decreasing the discomfort for the individual, making it possible for them to be able to integrate back into society. Often the individual will now begin to process and the process of trying to reintegrate their ego, which has been exposed you know, during their quote-unquote psychosis or badly damaged by their high voltages. And this is likely very, a very slow process. And they will likely feel depressed and anxious and empty for a very long time. So the best outcome of such an experience would be the knowledge that what they experienced was real. And although at the time they were unable to handle or understand it, that to incarnate these higher forces permanently, they will need to do work and work very hard with the appropriate spiritual practices. If this is the outcome, their chance of permanent spiritual transformation and incarnation is very high. Spiritual awakening and spiritual transformation, spiritual incarnation are not the same thing. During the process of spiritual transformation, which is achieved through the practices that you find comfortable within your spirit to be, you will have numerous spiritual awakenings. And these awakenings will inevitably occur and each will lead to permanent change along with greater clearing of past conditioning and greater spiritual incarnation. And to achieve these ends, you need to Work on all aspects of your being. All aspects of your being. Now, some of the symptoms of one going through a spiritual awakening are um, increased empathy and intuition. You find yourself listening less to what people say and more to the feeling or intention behind their words or actions. You'll feel drawn to nature. We may get distracted when walking outside, even during a busy day, around nature, just looking at flowers, birds, or the sky. An aversion to negative people or behaviors. You'll find yourself less interested in gossip, pettiness, or the judgment of others. 
a desire for a united community. You seem more drained by the us versus them arguments, energies or consciousness, be it politics, sports, sports nationalism, racial divides, whatever. Feeling and believing that all life is sacred. We value all life is sacred. You may find yourself taking the spider that you found in your house and putting it out the window as opposed to just squashing them and killing them. Your consciousness feels renewed. You begin to look back on your own life memories as only opinions of your experience versus a concrete reality. You realize now that your entire life experience can be different based on the consciousness you hold. You're living in the moment. We are less interested in asking yourself the what-if questions. What if this person or what if I had a better childhood? It doesn't matter what's happening now. You're living in the moment. Increased inner peace. You don't mind quiet time or alone time. You now tend to shut off the television or social media more often recently. Compassion and positivity surges through you. Rather than competing or wanting ill will for another, you hope we all make it and are all happy. Because in reality, we are all connected. Enhanced authenticity. You need less attention in crowds, public situations, and around others. Rather, you are content to watch, assist, and help others to see their own truth and beauty. A deep yearning for the meaning in your life. A lot of things that you used to do before are of no interest to you anymore. Old places or friends that you used to go or see have not the same taste for you. You need meaning in your life now. Otherwise, you get bored, and that affects you psychologically. You can even get depressed. You need to have a purpose a goal when you wake up, creativity and increased inspiration, a need to realize your dreams. You're bombarded with ideas all the time. You're receiving images, ideas, music, and other creative inspirations at an often overwhelming rate. A fire burns in your stomach when you think about doing some things that you want to accomplish. And your enthusiasm is on fire when you think about creating. You like to be inspired by people you admire and your head is like a computer with 30 open tabs open at the same time. Life takes another meaning when you create. You feel alive. You feel called to realize your dreams and your mission on earth. It's simply because your soul can finally express through your physical. And hypersensitivity, in addition to your five senses, that become more and more developed, your spiritual senses also increase. Intuition, emotions, imagination, conscience, and inspiration to a high speed. Your intuition guides you more and more, and you learn to listen to them. You understand more and more that your emotions are the compass of your soul, used to guide you and indicate the direction to take. Awareness of your old negative habits. You become aware of everything that was not right in your old life, in your old you. You realize all the things you used to do and don't want to do anymore. 
and all the thinking patterns you don't wish to keep. You are ready for a big change and you never want to go back. Being so happy about what you have discovered, you feel a deep fulfillment and happiness from getting closer to your truth, a deep joy to feel this new momentum and a feeling of hope. And the feeling that accepting the feeling that something has changed inside of you. You can't explain it, but you feel different. And you have the sensation to have become a new person, which has nothing to do with the one you were before. You may have already even been different persons, but it continues. Each time you have the feeling that you are getting closer to your truth. And this feeling fills you with deep happiness as you get closer and closer to who you want to be, or should I say who you really are. At the same time, it scares you as you have escaped from your comfort zone and escaped the cage in which society had put on. And sometimes you even think it was easier before in the known. But now that you have escaped the illusion that you have dropped the mask and that your blinders are gone forever, you feel you can see everything much clearer. You even wonder how you could live like this for so long. The world now has new color and a new taste simply because you now look at it with new eyes. You'll be having more meaningful dreams and the ability to decipher the dream state imagery and the messages. Becoming aware of and seeing the meaning behind synchronicities the seemingly unrelated events and signs we see and experience, but mostly ignore. Unexplained changes in appetite and eating habits, your weight. You may even start to look younger. There are three turning points during spiritual awakening. Today, it is clear for almost every spiritual seeker that we live in an era of awakening. However, what is the spiritual awakening is most misinterpreted. Many people think that awakening and enlightenment is the same. It's a single time event. It's happening once and you're done. On the contrary, the truth is that enlightenment is a process that is actually a series of awakenings. And let's look at the three most important turning points during awakening. Awakening from identification. Every waking moment of our life fits a personal history with our own self in it as focus. Our life can only be interpreted within the framework of that history. And the reason for that is that we identify with the voice of the ego, the narrator of our own story, so closely that our personal history becomes the foundation for our entire life. So what does this identification mean? It means that we identify with the form, our name, that originally did not belong to us. We are all born without a name. But through identification, this specific form has become part of our existence. Awakening from ego. When the consciousness identifies with a form, the ego appears. The ego always means some sort of a identification, a self-determination. I am a man, I am a father, I am a Christian. The ego therefore rests upon our identification with things that are important for us 
ego. The ego is the central figure of our personal history based upon the past looking into the future. The components of the ego are thoughts, emotions, and memories, fixed unconscious roles and collective identifications. Most people completely identify with these components of the ego, and for them, no self outside of this exists. The identification of the ego with things, objects, the person's own body, way of thinking, creates the link of the individual to various things. The ego, and thus spiritually unconscious person, experiences his or her existence through the possession of various objects. And the satisfaction provided by the sense of possession is however short, so the individual usually carries on the pursuit for new objects. There is a powerful motivation behind this activity of the individual, a psychological demand to obtain more, the unconscious sense, sense of not yet enough, and this feeling surfaces in a want for more. This want is a more powerful driving force for the ego than the desire to possess. So the ego intends to elevate the forms, including its own form, to eternity, which is impossible. And this intention of the ego will be the source of all suffering because its world of forms and shapes shall collapse like a sandcastle until death snatches away the last of its forms. The ego is not bad, it's simply unconscious. And most people, the term conscious identifies with that socially conditioned ego. At a number of people, this identification is so powerful that they are unaware that their life is governed by socially conditioned mind. And those who are able to go beyond that identification with the mind recognize this state of being socially conditioned and are also able to leave the socially conditioning behind. Such a person will not identify with the mind but increasingly with the consciousness. The alertness shall therefore control the mind to an, ex to an increasing extent and will manifest through the tranquilized mind. When our identification with the form ceases, a new space is generated between us and the form and we are able to see and recognize that we are not identical with that form. With the dissolution of the identification, the ego also disappears. And this is the second major turning point in the process of awakening. And last but not least, the awakening in alertness. The gateway leading us to the deeper dimensions of life is alertness, which appears as a result of the release of our attention from the hypnotic state of listening to our personal story. The new alertness enables us to learn about ourselves without identifying with our thoughts and emotions. We recognize the inner spaciousness of our existence, our inner happiness and tranquility. We feel at home in our own skin and we realize that our alert consciousness is free from all kinds of thoughts and emotions. In that state of consciousness, 
an entirely new dimension of existence opens up for us, the ability to see. Though the moments of sight are rare in the life of a person, they are available to everyone who is aware of them, alert, and pays attention to them. The level of your alertness is therefore what determines whether the experience is a real turning point in your life or the sight is blurred. You fall back to sleep and continue dreaming your personal history. The unsettling and equally beautiful thing about spiritual awakenings is that they occur at the least expected times. There is no way you can plan for them. They lurch into your life and shake everything up like tornadoes. But the hidden gift buried deep within them is that they occur at the precise time you need them the most. Spiritual awakenings are the soul's cry for freedom. Some people think they're going crazy. They question everything they've been taught. So I'm honored to be able to present them to the information that shows that what they're going through is real. Now, signs are different from everyone, but pay attention to the signs as they're there to raise and uplift, overstand. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace.
Money, sell your soul to the Confederate flag. No, it's his conscience that you speak of. Told me it's hidden in the river. And I can smell it in the air like them dark bodies swinging from the poplar tree. And I can feel it in my bones as I become everything they told me not to be. No, it's his conscience that you speak of. Told me it's hidden in the river. Throw that fluoride and get drink to sense everything you think. Fuck up a third time and then they sentence you to life. This ain't no game, baby. But you keep playing, baby. The same rope they throw you is the one you hang from, baby. No, it's his conscience that you speak of. Told me it's hidden in the river. Cause it ain't nothing quite like this country of mine. Where a nigga gets shot by a cop at the drop of a dime back and sack. Cause that's really what we at. That's really what we at. No, it's his conscience that you speak of. Would you keep rapping about the trap? Cause you trapped, and that's exactly where they want you at. Liberate yourself, don't let them steal your mental health Cause it's the white ones with the wealth who benefit off what you said Throw you in jail, taking your right away to freedom Shackle you with chains, as if that's really proper treatment I'm not a preacher, but I had to let it out In the name of those before me, like Nina Simone and James Brown I'm black and proud, yeah, yeah, I'm black and proud I'm black and loud, yeah, yeah, I'm black and loud And if you got a problem, you can sit the fuck down No, it's his conscience that you speak of
Blessings and Grace, and I'm back with the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Starting off on TheGuardian.com, Turkey renames new U.S. Embassy Street Malcolm X Avenue. Move coincides with a period of fraught tensions between Turkey and the United States and comes after politically charged name changes to streets in Ankara. City authorities in Turkey's capital, Ankara, have renamed the streets where the new U.S. Embassy is being built, Malcolm X Avenue, after the civil rights leader, state media reported. The move coincides with a period that's full of tension right now between the U.S. and Turkey. In February, the city renamed the street outside the current U.S. Embassy, Olive Branch, which is what Turkey called one of its military campaigns in Syria. Ankara is at odds with Washington over its backing of forces led by the Kurdish YPG militia, which Turkey views as a terrorist group. Malcolm X remains a divisive figure in United States history, and Ankara's move will likely be received negatively by critics who say he stirred racist and anti-American sentiment. The street was given the name of the U.S. Muslim politician and human rights defender, Malcolm X, about whom President Erdogan said, we will make his name live on in Ankara. Ankara's municipality said in a statement published by Anilu News Agency on Saturday, last month, Erdogan met Malcolm X's daughter during a visit to New York. Erdogan's spokesman shared the story about the name change on his Twitter account on Sunday. So Malcolm X's name is living on in Ankara in Turkey. Also on theguardian.com, heads up to my UK listeners, folic acid to be added to UK flour in effort to reduce birth defects. All flour is to be fortified with folic acid after ministers swung behind a plan that medical experts say will reduce the number of babies born in the United Kingdom with serious birth defects. The policy, which will be introduced within weeks, comes after ministers are convinced by their own advisors that it would reduce the risk of babies developing spina bifida and other conditions that involve severe disability or death. Until now, ministers in successive governments have ignored repeated pleas to embrace mandatory folic fortification. Downing Street has approved the switch after long-running campaign by doctors, scientists, and baby health campaigners, well-placed Whitehall sources say. Theresa May, who was opposed, has been persuaded to change her mind. So the flour in the United Kingdom is going to come already fortified with folic acid. And on the BBC.com, in Germany, tens of thousands march against the far right. More than 100,000 people have been marching in Germany capital, Berlin, to protest against xenophobia and the increasing influence of the far right. More than 100,000 people took to the streets in Berlin. The pictures are amazing. Rights groups organized the rallies as marches held placards reading Indivisible and United Against Racism. The BBC's Jenny Hill in Berlin says even the organizers seem surprised by the turnout. Support for the anti-immigration aid party has risen in recent years, 
the Alternative for Germany entered Parliament for the first time last year, becoming the biggest opposition party, and is expected to make a strong showing in elections in the southern state of, Bar- of Bavaria on Sunday. So the marchers walked through central Berlin, and many said they were defending human rights and tolerance, particularly of migrants. I'm worried that we are not there for others and that we just don't bother or care loads about people who really need our help, said one demonstrator. No one just comes because they're bored. There's so many people who believe that they can abuse human rights and questions the equality and so on. It's time to say no. There are other people who just want to be open and open-minded. So gold flags and homemade banners glittered the, and the mass protests officially aimed at promoting an open society was organized by hundreds of groups with different agendas and political affiliations. Most of the participants were united by their concern about the influence of the far right on German politics and society. Organizers of Saturday's rally said that more than 240,000 people attended and they only expected about 40,000. So big up to the ones that are leading the charge and showing that there is hope for open minds and um, tolerance for people and their kind around the world. And on um, other news, the Michigan jury has, a, has found Jeffrey Zegler, the man who shot 14-year-old Brennan Walker, who sought help because he got lost on his way to school, guilty. He shot at the 14-year-old boy. Praise the Most High, he didn't actually hit him. The incident, which took place back in April, sparked national outrage because the boy showed up at Ziegler's Rochester Hills door simply seeking directions. Ziegler was found guilty by a jury in Oakland County Circuit Court of assault with intent to commit great bodily harm less than murder, and possession of a firearm, according to Detroit News. Now, Ziegler had been charged with assault with intent to commit murder, but Judge Wendy Potts gave jurors the option of convicting juror, of convicting Ziegler on a lesser charge. He could face up to 10 years in prison for the assault conviction, plus a mandatory two years for the firearm charges. Potts revoked his bond and ordered him to jail until sentencing, on November 13th. So pray ones that he gets the fullest extent of the law so that it is made an example that you can't go around just shooting at black boys for no reason. Moving forward onto Blavity.com, Florida is one of four states with a lifetime ban on voting for convicted felons. Here's how Amendment 4 can change that. It's time to end the racist lifetime ban. This upcoming November, citizens of Florida will have the opportunity to vote on Amendment 4, also known as the Voter Restoration Amendment. If the majority of Floridians vote yes on Amendment 4, it could restore voting rights to approximately 1.4 million people who've been denied their right to vote in the state due to past felony convictions. According to the Floridians for a Fair Democracy Organization, Amendment 4 restores the eligibility to vote to people with past felony convictions who fully complete their entire sentence, including any probation, parole, and restitution before earning back the eligibility to vote. 
the amendment specifically excludes individuals who have committed murder or felony sexual offense. Florida is one of four states that impose a lifetime ban on voting for convicted felons. But with Amendment 4 on its ballot, Florida could possibly encourage other, the other three states, which are Mississippi, Iowa, and Kentucky, to follow suit. The origins of this voting ban policy is steeped in racism. A report conducted by the New York University School of Law's Brennan Center for Justice shows how current policy is reminiscent of laws of the Jim Crow era. After Congress passed the Reconstruction Amendments 13th, 14th, and 15th, white Floridian lawmakers responded by creating the laws that were intended to limit the voting rights of black residents, enacting black codes, which were used to restrict freed black folk in both their activities and economic opportunities. Florida drafted Article 14 for its state constitution. At a glance, this article gave every man who was 21 and older voting rights, no matter their race or religion. But in actuality, Article 14 included provisions that were a direct response to being forced to recognize the Reconstruction Act. In particular, Article 14, Section 2 imposed a lifetime voting ban for people with felony convictions. In 2011, Governor Rick Scott further restricted voting rights in Florida when the laws around clemency were written to increase the amount of time a person must wait before filing. So blessings to Florida that justice will prevail and those that go and vote Vote yes on Amendment 4 to lift the lifetime voting restrictions on the ones that can make a change. Also on Blavity, Congolese immigrant becomes Belgium's first black mayor. Pierre Company calls his win a victory for humanity. Belgium has elected its first black mayor in the nation's history. Pierre Company was elected mayor of Gansharen, one of the 19 boroughs in Brussels on Sunday. According to the New York Times, company arrived in Belgium as a refugee of the Democratic Republic of Congo in 1975. My success, my election, shows the direction of the march of history, which is towards a more peaceful history, company said of his victory. I think one has to regard this as a victory for humanity as a whole. This one is even more remarkable because he won in a mostly white area in a country that colonized his homeland. I'm especially proud, and so is the whole Congolese community, that a black man was directly elected by Belgians in a city like Gansharen, which is maybe 100 people of Congolese origin. So blessings to Belgium and them electing the first black mayor, Pierre Compagnie. Moving forward on... UNEnvironment.org, air pollution is linked in huge reduction in intelligence. Air pollution can have a huge negative effect on cognitive intelligence, especially amongst older men, according to a study released this past August. The research is one of its first kind to focus on the links between air pollution and cognition in older people. The research found 
that accumulative exposure to air pollution impedes cognition and performance on verbal and math tests. It found that as people age, the negative effects becomes particularly pronounced on verbal scores, especially for men. The gender gap is particularly large for the less educated. One of the reasons why the researchers suggest that older men with less education were worse affected by chronic exposure to air pollutions is because of those subjects often work outdoors or manual jobs. So what's being done about air pollution? The rise of renewable energy is, is ideally positioned to make a big difference. And with investment in renewable sources, outstripping fossil fuel investments every single year. And on the South China Morning Post, Donald Trump to pull U.S. out of postal alliance in latest move targeting China. The Trump administration is rejecting a flawed system that allows developing countries like China to globally ship goods cheaply. The Trump administration said on Wednesday that it intends to pull the United States out of a 144-year-old international postal alliance, a postal alliance, citing a flawed system that allows developing countries like China to ship goods around the world more cheaply. The announcement is the latest signs that tension between Washington and Beijing have spilled beyond trade. The Universal Postal Union, UPU, an organization first established in 1874 and now run by the United Nations, sets the rules for international mail exchange, such as determining fees that postal services within any given country can charge for delivering shipments from foreign carriers. It currently represents 192 member countries, including the United States. Explaining the decision, the Trump administration said that the favorable shipment rates for, de for developing countries have let members like China flood the United States with goods, putting the U.S. companies at a disadvantage. This is a strong action by this administration to fix this flawed system and make it better. U.S. politics outlet The Hill quoted a senior administration official as saying to reporters in a background briefing call, rather than adhering to the fees designated by the UPU, the administration will seek to institute self-declared rates for the United States Postal Service handling international shipments. In a statement issued after the announcement, the White House said the president concurs with the Department of State's recommendation to adopt self-declared rates for terminal dues as soon as practical and no later than January 1st, 2020. U.S. President Donald Trump has made China's status as a developing country a reoccurring theme in his grievances with the world's second largest economy. Trump has charged that China is using its more than 375 billion trade surplus with the U.S. to rebuild itself. They call themselves developing nations, and under that category, they get subsidies, Trump said at a political rally last month in North Dakota, referring to countries including China and India. So I want to be put down in that category because we're growing too. We're growing to grow faster than anybody. China's developing country status also has become a central component in the U.S. lodge complaints with the World Trade Organization, 
with Washington joining with Japan and the EU to initiate changes to the trading body's rulebook aimed at forcing China to alter its trading practices. The U.S. Campaign for World Trade Organization Changes, which also calls for improved mechanisms to account for the impact of industrial subsidies, has simmered in the background while the Trump administration continues to target Chinese imports with the barrage of tariffs, triggering retaliation from Beijing. So we are in a serious, serious trade war ones. And on ABC News, Canada is now the world's largest legal marijuana marketplace. Canada is now the largest country with a legal national marijuana marketplace as sales began early Wednesday in Newfoundland. And there was more good news. Hours before a handful of retail outlets opened in the country's easternmost province, a federal official told the Associated Press that Canada will pardon all those with convictions for possessing up to 30 grams of marijuana, the now legal threshold. A formal announcement was planned for later Wednesday. The official, who was not authorized to speak public ahead of the announcement, said those who want to take advantage of the pardons will have to apply. It's been a long time coming. We've only been discussing this for 50 years. It's better late than never, he said. Clark's store is among at least 111 legal pot shops expected to open across the nation of 37 million people on Wednesday, with many more to come, according to an Associated Press survey of the provinces. Canadians can also order marijuana products through websites run by provinces or private retailers and have it delivered to their homes by mail. Alberta and Quebec have set the minimum age for purchase at 18, while others have made it 19. No stores will open in Ontario, which includes Toronto. The most populous province is working on its regulations and doesn't expect stores until next spring. So Canada has changed the game and welcomes legalization, and they are now the world's largest legal marijuana marketplace. We're living in interesting times. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace.
who find it abused and blinded Terror in sheets of white roam in the dark outside Looking for young black bodies to hang up high No real investigation means there'll be no trial They walk away, free to do it all again But one day we'll rain, we'll wash away the pain And we've been suffering 
Blessings and Grace, and I'm back with technology. On CNBC.com, Google did not disclose security bug because it feared regulation, says report. Google discovered a software bug that gave third-party developers access to the private profile data of users of its Google Plus social network. In response, Google will shut down the consumer functionality of the service over the next 10 months. The Wall Street Journal reports that Google did not disclose the breach when it first discovered it in March to avoid regulatory scrutiny and reputational damage. So the company plans to shut down all consumer functionality of Google Plus over the next 10 months, although it will maintain the enterprise version used by its G Suite business customers. With this bug, the possible exposed data included the names, email addresses, birth dates, profile photos, and genders of up to 500,000 Google Plus accounts, though not any information related to personal communication or phone numbers. Google says that 434 apps may have used the application programming interface, or API, that made the private data available, but that it found no evidence that any developers misused the information. So Google Plus is being shut down. And on createdigital.org.au, 3D printing swarm robots. 3D printing swarm robots pave the way for new construction possibilities. A new method that allows robots to work concurrently on 3D printing concrete structures that could bring on-demand designs to concrete construction sites. This method, known as swarm printing, enables robots to simultaneously 3D print concrete designs not attainable through traditional methods. The process begins the usual way with the computer mapping out the design and then assigns each robot arm specific tasks in the printing process to keep the arms from colliding or interfering with each other's work. Robots move into place and print their assigned parts ensuring the joints between the separate pieces overlap. According to the developers, this is the first time multiple robots have printed simultaneously on a single concrete structure. Leading the project is Pham Kwang Kwong, an assistant professor at Nanyang Techno Technological University School of Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering. The team's method was a success enabling robots to 3D print a concrete structure in just eight minutes. After allowing two days to harden, another week to achieve its full strength, the concrete structure was ready for installation. So this development builds on FAM's earlier work creating a robot that autonomously assembled like an IKEA chair, but according to him, this latest project was more complex in terms of planning and execution. So developers hope that this swarm printing technique addresses a common problem for existing 3D printing processes, scalability. And so for the most part, the size of a design is constrained to the chamber volume of the 3D printer. So other methods for 3D printing sizable concrete structures are reliant on much larger printers, which would create space issues on cramped construction sites. So having multiple smaller robots enables 3D printing to be completely virtually anywhere 
so as long as there is adequate room for the robots to navigate around the worksite. Developers said that this technique would be particularly useful in creating large structures like architectural features and specially designed facades on sites. So this is on the path to commercialism. <laughs> they now have 3D printing concrete structures that are done by robots. And um, on Blavity.com, Digital Blackface helped this white undercover cop spy on Black Lives Matter activists. Every high-tech crime unit has one, said an anonymous officer about fake Facebook accounts used for surveillance. In the age of Russian bots, pretending to be black social media users to incite anger and division, it should come as no surprise that there are law enforcement agents masquerading online as black people to keep tabs on members of the black community. According to NBC News, one of those agents has been unmasked thanks to a lawsuit. Bob Smith gained the trust of black activists over three years by claiming to be a fellow protester and a man of color before he was found to be a white undercover detective. The Memphis Police Department Office of Homeland Security used Bob Smith to be the digital blackface of white officer Tim Reynolds to keep an eye on Black Lives Matter sympathizers. Reynolds admitted to the charade during questioning under oath by the American Civil Liberties Union of Tennessee as part of a lawsuit against the police department for allegedly violating a 1798 agreement which states police can't conduct surveillance of lawful protests. Using false social media accounts to keep an eye on citizens is currently a legal gray area in the United States. It does, however, violate Facebook's terms of use. Despite this, using fake accounts has become increasingly common around the world and are used for everything from spreading dis disinformation to keeping an eye on those aligned with Black Lives Matter movement. Facebook may ban fake profiles, but since it isn't against the law, officers simply create new ones when they are caught by social media giant. I'm skeptical that law enforcement is going to look at Facebook saying this and suddenly change their practices, said Electronic Frontier Foundation investigative researcher David Moss. Every high-tech crime unit has one, the officer said. It's not uncommon, but we don't like to talk about it too much. So there are ones on Facebook with fake accounts just perusing people's pages and seeing what they're aligned with. And on businessinsider.com, Facebook's secretive hardware group made an armband that lets you hear through your skin. Hear through your skin. It's a key part of the company's bigger plan to embed computers in our bodies. So researchers from Facebook's clandestine and ambitious consumer hardware group, known as Building 8, created an armband that transforms words into understandable vibrations. The work is a key component of the company's aim to create the world's first brain-machine interfaces devices that essentially embed our phones or laptops in our brains. The Building Aid Initiative, which Business Insider first learned of in January 2017, 
included at least two major projects, of which the armband is one. The second is a non-invasive brain sensor designed to turn thoughts into text. Thoughts into text, okay? <laughs> they are not playing out here. You can hear through your skin on an armband. So a team of 12 researchers, half of them from Building 8, wrote the paper outlining the device, which was published on July 31st. And in addition to displaying a photo and an, a diagram of the device, the authors describe in detail a series of tests. It would, this was, um, their paper was done on the peer-reviewed journal IEEE Transactions on Haptics. And the IEEE stands for Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers. So... In addition to displaying a photo and diagram of a, of a device, the authors describe in detail a series of tests they run on it using human study objects. The subjects attempt to decipher what words the armband is communicating via various vibrating patterns. Central to the device is something known as linguistics as a phoneme. When we speak, the sounds we produce with our mouths can generally be broken down into a smaller set of what are known as phonemes or root sounds. The word meat, for example, is composed of three phonemes. That sound that produces M, the sound that produces E, and the sound that produces the hard T. The armband essentially turns these root sounds into unique vibratory pattern. So the vibration for M would feel distinct from the vibration for E and T. Every word then has its own unique vibratory pattern. This hardware device has many degrees of freedom. The UCF, the, UC, the UCSF neuroscientist said, you have electrodes that vibrate and you can use that to create a symbol and then take those symbols and map them into speech. Wow. The armband features a lot of electrodes, he said, as well as numerous ways to activate them. That gives users a lot of potential combinations to play around with, essentially a fairly large potential, potential vocabulary. In the paper, 12 participants were trained to use the device by playing around with a keyboard until they got the gist of how it works. Then the armband was used to communicate 100 different words to them using 39 phonemes, and the participants were asked to identify the words. Overall, the participants performed pretty well. According to the UCSF neuroscientists, they not only learned how to use the device fairly quickly, but they were also surprisingly good at correctly identifying the words. All the participants were able to learn the haptic symbols associated with the 39 English phonemes, with 92% accuracy within 100 minutes. They are moving at light speed, okay? So Building 8's two current semi-public projects, um, Abnasi's armband, as well as a non-invasive brain sensor designed to turn thoughts into text. The brain-to-text sensor project first described by um, a former Business Insider journalist, Alex Heath, in April of last year, is now being led by Mark Chevalet. 
and a neuroscientist that Dugan hired in 2016. So Dugan left Facebook in October of last year to lead a new to lead a new endeavor. In an interview with Business Insider conducted last year, Abnusu described physical touch as this innate way to communicate that we've been using for generations, but we've stepped away from it recently as we've become more screen-based. So he wants his advice, he, he wants his device to just be part of you. They want the device to just be part of you. And on BBC.com, would you eat slaughter-free meat? We just spoke about meat. <laughs> There's a looming crisis over the world's growing appetite for meat. So now they are producing meat. And this is something that I just had to just let ones know for all the children out there whose parents give them chicken nuggets. What they're doing in San Francisco is that they have chicken nuggets grown from the cells of a chicken feather. The chicken nuggets are grown from the cells of a chicken feather. The chicken, which tasted like chicken, was still alive, reportedly roaming on a farm not far from the laboratory. This meat is not to be confused with the vegetarian plant-based burgers and other meat substitute products, which are gaining popularity in supermarkets. No, this is actual meat grown from animal cells and variously described as cultured, synthetic, in vitro, lab-grown, or even, quote-unquote, clean meat. It takes about two days to produce a chicken nugget in a small bioreactor, using a protein to encourage the cells to multiply, some type of scaffold to give structure to the product and a culture or growth medium to feed the meat as it develops. The result is not yet commercially available everywhere on earth, but just Chief Executive Josh Tetrick says it will be on the menu in a handful of restaurants by the end of this year. It's going to be on the menu in a handful of restaurants by the end of this year. This is chicken nuggets that is grown in two days from the feather of a chicken. Hmm. Tetrick and other entrepreneurs working on cellular meat say they want to stop the slaughter of animals and protect the environment from the degradation of the industrial farming factory. They say they are solving a problem of how to, feel, how to feed a crowded earth without destroying the planet, pointing out that their meat is not genetically modified. How is that meat not genetically modified? when it's made from a feather and does not require antibiotics to grow. Do you see how they put the word sound power on it? It's not genetically modified and it does not require antibiotics. The United Nations says raising animals for food is one of the major causes of, of um, global warming and air and water pollution. And so um, he says the global demand for meat is doubling as more people rise out of poverty. And so they are scaling up production. And so this cutting edge technology of Silicon Valley 
may be synonymous with freewheeling entrepreneurial spirit of the United States. Okay, so the Cattlemen's Association has a powerful lobby and is arguably no symbol more revered in nation's history than the cowboy. So the ranchers of the Midwest are stepping into the, the whole debate about how this new product will be marketed as clean meat, cellular meat, slaughter-free meat, ethical protein, or just meat. I think it needs to be labeled accordingly. A lab-produced protein, says Billy Bruce. When I think of meat, I think of what's standing behind us, a live, breathing animal, he adds. The state of Missouri agrees. At the urging of farmers, the legislator has decreed that meat labels may only be applied to the product of livestock. It is a hint of the disruption which traditional agriculture feels could be on the way. From a transparency standpoint for, for consumers so that they know what they're purchasing and what they're feeding their families, we think that it needs to be called something different, said Kalina Bruce. So they are clean meat, ethical meat, slaughter-free meat, okay? These are the names. This is the word sound power they're putting on it. Be aware and alert. And on sussex.ac.uk, lift off of the world's first ultrasound levitation that bends around barriers. Researchers at the University of Sussex have become the first in the world to develop technology which can bend sound waves around an obstacle and levitate an object above it. Soundbender, developed by Professor Sriram Subramanian, Dr. Gianluca Memoli, and Dr. Diego Martinez Placena at the University of Sussex, is an interface capable of producing dynamic self-bending beams that enable both levitation of small objects and tactile feedback around an obstacle. The technology to be presented at the 31st ACM User Interface Software and Technology Symposium in Berlin this Monday overcomes two key limitations of previous ultrasound levitation setups, which were unable to create sound fields of similar complexity and cannot bypass obstacles that lay between transducers and the levitating object. So this technology allows users to experience haptic feedback beyond an obstacle, to levitate around an obstacle, and to manipulate non-solid objects, such as changing the direction of a candle's flame. With Soundbender, a metamaterial provides a low modulator pitch to help create sound fields with a high spatial resolution, while the PAT adds dynamic amplitude and phase control of the field. So this development opens up new potential in ultrasound levitation, which has a distinct advantage over other levitation techniques because it requires no specific physical properties, such as magnetic or electric, and the object to be levitated, and can therefore be applied to far wide, wider range of materials, including liquids and food. The concept of self-bending beams was initially used in engineering applications to obscure buildings from noise or protect areas from earthquakes, but this is the first time 
It has been adopted for the use in acoustic levitation. The hybrid system allows for a number of fun applications, including new educational experiences with museum displays, enhanced board games, with new levels of interactivity, the potential to direct desired smells from a diffuser to where they are needed, the ability to control motion in non-solid items, such as dry ice or fire, and the potential to synchronize these movements to music. So they have ultrasound levitation that bends around barriers. And on Psy.org, scientists create synthetic proto-tissue capable of synchronized beating. The discovery published in Nature Materials is the first chemically programmed approach to producing an artificial tissue. The findings, which could have major health applications in the future, could see chemically programmed synthetic tissue being used to support failing living tissues and cure specific diseases. The development of synthetic tissue, which can mimic the ability of living cells to produce functions such as beating and chemical detoxification has, until now, remained a major synthetic biology challenge. A team led by Professor um, Mann and Dr. Gabo of Bristol School of Chemistry chemically programmed artificial synthetic cells known as protocells to communicate and interact with each other in a highly coordinated way. The researchers conducted two types of artificial cells, each having a protein polymer membrane, but with complementary surface anchoring groups. The team then assembled a mixture of sticky artificial cells into chemically linked clusters to produce self-supporting artificial tissue spheroids. By using a polymer that could expand or contract as the temperature was changed below or above 37 degrees Celsius, it was possible to make the artificial tissue undergo sustained beat-like isolations in size. The team was able to increase the functionality of the artificial tissues by capturing enzymes within their constituent artificial cells. By using various combinations of enzymes, the team was able to modulate the amplitude of the beating and control the movement of chemical signals in and out of the artificial tissues. Professor Mann, professor of chemistry at Bristol and lead author said, our approach to the rational design, our approach to the rational design and fabrication of proto-tissues bridges an important gap in bottom-up synthetic biology and should also contribute to the development of new bio-inspired materials that work at the interface between living tissues and their synthetic counterparts. Dr. Gobo, lead author, added, our methodology opens up a route from the synthetic construction of individual protocells to the co-assembly and spatial integration of multi-protocellular structures. In this way, we can combine the specialization of individual protocell types with the collective properties of the ensemble. So they are making tissues that beat 
and are capable of synchronized beating. And they're concentrating now on the ensemble. Overstand. And on EurekaAlert.org, ultralight gloves let users touch virtual objects. Engineers and software developers around the world are seeking to create technology that lets users touch, grasp, and manipulate virtual objects while feeling like they are actually touching something in the real world. Scientists at EPFL and ETH Zurich have just made a major step toward this goal with their new haptic glove. So as you can see, the theme running through technology this evening is the haptic, right? Which is not only lightweight, under 8 grams per finger, but also provides feedback that is extremely realistic. The glove is able to generate up to 40 newtons of holding force on each finger with just 200 volts and only a few milliwatts of power. It also has the potential to run on a very small battery. That together with the glove's low form factor translates to an unprecedented level of precision and freedom of movement. So it's made of nylon with a thin elastic metal strips running over the fingers and the strips are separated by a thin insulator. So when the user's fingers come into contact with a virtual object, the controller applies a voltage difference between the metal strips, causing them to stick together via electrostatic attraction. And this produces a breaking force that blocks the fingers or the thumb's movement. And once the voltage is removed, the metal strips glide smoothly and the user can once again move his fingers freely. Tricking your brain. For now, the glove is powered by a very thin electrical cable, but thanks to the low voltage and power required, a very small battery can be eventually used instead. The system's low power requirement is due to the fact that it doesn't create a movement, but blocks one, explains Shea. The researchers also need to conduct tests to see just how closely they have to simulate real conditions to give users a realistic experience. So the next step will be to scale up the device and apply it to other parts of the body using conductive fabric. Gamers are currently the biggest market, but there are many other potential applications, especially in healthcare, such as for training surgeons. The technology could also be applied in augmented reality. So they have ultralight gloves that lets users touch virtual objects. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Urbanology. Blessings and grace.
cycle and I know it's true Anything you do coming right back to you Many a call but the chosen of few Make sure stay apart with the righteous crew Or never indulge up in a box stew With the idol stew that are the right brew Healthy foods keep you pure and new Say a prayer every day just to keep you in line Remember me tell you it's a judgment time Open your eyes and stop being blind Seek and you search Surely we'll find Celestine never wrote with abundance and sign Work hard for yours and I'll work for mine Show some love and be kind Stop from your crime Tell you good and never ever get left behind No, you're on from the judgment According to your works you'll be paying hey, You're on from the judgment What you think so you do and what you say hey, You're on from the judgment You're gonna do now your judgment come You eat up your bread and give the youth them the crumb You drink up your wine and have all the fun Tell me who give the people the gun Tell me who's gonna get the fire button Whether from flames or it come from the sun You woulda never know from whence it a come Unlike a bomb it a fi bring bad fire Yeah, escape get caught in the wire Wicked man, full time you expire Sucking me blood like a damn vampire
Jones and the bankrupt Grown people so corrupt Vice lords and yellow men Junkies of popularity Culture so independent Vulture scavenge reality Past feeling depravity Decaying social cavity Preying on human ignorance Popular immorality Symptoms of disease head Population misled Self-indulgent past dead Absence of the godhead Hems pushes and harlotry Nepotism no artistry Despotism and piracy Desperation dishonesty Business decision policy More money less equality Inflated global ego Imitating reality Pseudo-psycho neutral Poisonous bows and arrows Hypocritics on salary Idle hands devil's agency Predisposed to complacency Jealousy and audacity Contagious social gluttony Stages of mass malignancy Epidemic deception Generation and atrophy Glam life and death Scam life and editors By products of neglect Children hiding from creditors Absence of self-respect Phony scared of competitors The style of luxury At someone's expense Sensitive children Used up to sacrifice Blind to consequence Smoked up in dope pipes Ecstasy, fast life Recklessly past life Narcotics and cash fights Sterotic society Benefactors turned actors Addictions triple captives Experience manufactured In this sterotic toxic society Marxist is. 10,000 pictures on Facebook. It's like the pot calling the kettle narcissist. Come on, really? Saying the devil, but you're the chief arsonist. Hypocrites can't even see their own partners. No reflection. Vampire paradigm. No introspection. This star, that star rants has a breakdown. Three months before, pure obsession. Picture can't take down. Children, it's a shakedown. They just looking for a sacrifice. They've been doing this before Bobby Darren sang Mac the Knife. Before James Dean's car did a jackknife. Perhaps it's because they lack life or lack guts. Never confuse the head with the butt. Opinions are like assholes and most of them stink. I was told by a woman, so rethink. Don't ever let them lead you to drink. Lead you to doubt. Lead you to fall. Get up. Stand up, cast Lucifer out, shake it up, baby. Watch them twist in the shower. Insecure assholes looking for a ticket to ride on somebody like the picket. It's fucking wicked. Shame on enough. This erotic toxic society. Psychology and desperate need of psychiatry, exorcism, sobriety, forcing social lobotomies, people stuck in dichotomies, pseudo psycho anxiety, serial criminals dressed in variety, social transmitism, subliminal dressed up as piety, transference projections like Cartesian images, robbing innocents, stealing inheritance, quiet victims with no defense, betrayed over dollars and cents, maladjusted and ignorant, maladdiction and dissonance. Too much addiction, no consciousness. Don't trust it. This cosmology's busted. Broken in returns to the dust. This thinks of corruption, oppression, deceit, abuse, and repeat. They don't feel complete unless they're robbing the sheep. Man is not a product if you call him that to stop us. And it's the rod of godless society. Every lie is illegal. Every law is illegal. Every government upon the face of this earth today is illegal. One of them is legal. You better eat your greens before the green consumes you. Focus on the dollar and the dream. Until the body lets down on you. You say the cares are to chew. 
So you'd rather eat your junk food, stagnant frequency inside the temple. Now it's affecting your mental state of mind. It happens all the time. You better eat your greens, greens, greens. Asparagus, parsley, cucumber, kale, and don't forget the collard greens. Oregano, you know I love my avocado. I'm in love with the cocoa coconut. Daylight come, told me I go pick a bunch of green banana, boil it in a stew. So you know I gotta add some callaloo. Eat your cream. Blessings and grace, and I'm back with Herbnology and proven health benefits of frankincense oil. And the health benefits of frankincense essential oil can be attributed to its properties as a antiseptic, a disinfectant, astringent, carmative, digestive, diuretic, expectorant, sedative, a tonic, a uterine, and a vulnerary substance. Apart from being used as a cosmetic and a fragrance, frankincense oil has numerous medicinal uses. It has many amazing health benefits, such as reducing stress, boosting immunity, fighting cancer, improving skin health, and promoting memory. Frankincense oil is extracted from the gum or resin of frankincense or olibanum trees, whose scientific name is Boswellia, Carteri. The main components of this essential oil are popular ingredients in cosmetics and incense burners for centuries. It's even been found in the remains of ancient Egyptian civilizations. Frankincense essential oil health benefits it boosts the immune system. It's an effective as an antiseptic, and even the fumes or smoke obtained from burning it has antiseptic and disinfectant qualities that eliminates the germs as the smoke filters them out. It can be applied on wounds to protect them from tetanus and from becoming septic without any side effects. It's equally good for internal wounds and protects them from developing infections. It improves oral health. The same antiseptic qualities also makes frankincense oil a useful preventative measure against oral health issues like bad breath, toothaches, cavities, mouth sores, and other infections. Look for natural oral care products that include frankincense oil if you want to enjoy the flavor or aroma and want to include a strong antiseptic in your health regimen. You can even create your own all-natural toothpaste using frankincense oil and baking soda or mouthwash with water and peppermint oil. It's an astringent. The astringent property of frankincense oil has many benefits. It strengthens the gums, the hair roots. It tones and lifts the skin, contracts muscles, intestines, and blood vessels, and thereby gives protection and, um, from premature loss of teeth and hair. 
So this astringent quality also reduces the appearance of wrinkles and combats the loss and firmness of intestines, abdominal muscles, and limbs associated with age. Frankincense acts as a coagulant, helping to stop bleeding from wounds and cuts. So this astringent property also helps to relieve diarrhea. It regulates menstruation. Frankincense essential oil reduces obstructed and delayed menstruation and delays the advent of menopause. It also helps to cure other symptoms associated with menses and premenstrual syndrome, such as pain in the abdominal region, nausea, headaches, fatigue, and mood swings. It prevents gas buildup. Frankincense oil eliminates gas and prevents it from building up in the body. This removal of excess gas from the intestines also relieves from the associated problems like stomach aches, pain in the abdominal region and chest, abnormal amounts of sweating, uneasiness, indigestion, and many other related conditions. It reduces scars. This is an interesting property of frankincense oil. And since skin care and anti-aging are hot topics these days, this essential oil has become even more important. When, when, when topically applied or inhaled, it can make the scars and marks of boils, acne, and pox on the skin fade at a much faster rate. This also includes fading of stretch marks, surgery marks, fat cracks associated with pregnancy and delivery. It promotes digestion. It promotes digestion. This oil has a digestive property without any side effects, and it facilitates digestion the way most medicines should, unlike common antacids, which only suppress the symptoms. This all speeds up the secretion of digestive juices in the stomach and facilitates the movement of food through the intestines by stimulating the peristaltic motion. So this means an all-around improvement in the digestion of food. It treats cancer. Boswellic acid, the active ingredient in frankincense oil, has anti-inflammatory benefits that can reduce the risk of cancer. The oil can be topically used to reduce the spreading of of skin cancer and breast cancer. It delays aging. As a cytophylactic, frankincense oil promotes regeneration of healthy cells and also keeps existing cells and tissues healthy. When you combine this aspect of frankincense oil with its powerful astringent capabilities, you have a potent anti-aging quality that frankincense oil is often used for. You can help eliminate sunspots, remove micro wrinkles around the eyes and cheeks, and generally tone and tighten the skin all over your body while simultaneously replacing old or dying cells with new and healthy ones. As a tonic, Overall, frankincense essential oil tones and boosts health and is therefore considered a tonic. It benefits all the systems operating in the body, including the respiratory, digestive, nervous, and excretory systems, while also increasing strength by aiding the absorption of nutrients into the body. Furthermore, frankincense strengthens the immune system and keeps you strong. And it stimulates urination. It promotes urination and helps you lose that extra water weight, as well as fat, sodium, uric acid, and various other toxins from the body, with the added advantage of lowering blood pressure. 
The best part about this is that the frankincense essential oil is completely safe and has no adverse side effects. It reduces respiratory issues. It soothes a cough and eliminates phlegm deposited in the respiratory tracts and lungs. Frankincense essential oil also provides relief from bronchitis and congestion of the nasal tract, the larynx, the bronchi, and the lungs. Its antidepressant and anti-inflammatory properties also help to relax the breathing passages, which can reduce the dangers of asthma, and its antiseptic qualities gives it the reputation of being an immune system booster. It also eases body pain, headaches, toothaches, and balances the rise in the body temperature commonly associated with colds. It relieves stress. Frankincense oil is also very effective as a sedative because it induces a feeling of mental peace, relaxation, satisfaction, and spirituality. It also awakens insight. It makes you more introspective and lowers anxiety and anger and stress, especially in men, says a study published in the Journal of Men's Health. When you're feeling anxious or if you anticipate some sort of stressful episode, add some frankincense oil to a diffuser or vaporizer. It promotes deep breathing and relaxation, which can open your breathing passages and reduce blood pressure, moving your mental state back to calmness. It keeps the uterus healthy. Okay, frankincense oil is also very good for uterine health. Since it regulates the production of estrogen hormone, it reduces the chances of postmenopause tumor or cyst formation in the uterus, also known as uterine cancer. It speeds up healing. Simply apply a diluted solution of this oil on wounds or use it after blending with a skin cream and your wounds will heal faster and will also be protected from, from different infections. This oil is equally beneficial in healing internal wounds, cuts, and ulcers. It improves the memory. Frankincense oil, olibanum, has been traditionally used to improve memory. And frankincense oil relieves pain associated with rheumatism and arthritis. It helps to heal boils, infected wounds, acne, circulatory problems, insomnia, and various types of inflammation as well. So, you know, look into the nature of the Most High and the benefits of frankincense. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace.
Long time, long time.
It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace. And I'm back with the metaphysics of the moment. Starting off with the metaphysical meaning of awakening. Spiritual awakening. Becoming conscious of the things of spirit. And Pentecost is Greek for 50th day. The day of Pentecost is the Greek rendering of the Hebrew Hagha Katsia festival of reaping, harvest of grain. The day of Pentecost was with the Israelites the great feast of the harvest, or day of the first fruits, Exodus 23.16 and Numbers 28.26. It was celebrated on the 50th day after the Passover, the first Pentecost after Yeshua ascension, was the time of the first recorded coming of the Holy Spirit baptism upon his disciples and immediate followers, Acts 2, 1-4. Metaphysically, the metaphysical meaning of the day of Pentecost is that in the unfoldment of the spiritual mind, there are periods when the ideas that we have meditated on and accepted as true spring forth into consciousness, becoming living realities in our life instead of a mere mental concept. In this awakening, we get the fruits of the ideas that we have planted in our mind. We have escaped from darkness and have entered into light. When we fill our mind with the true ideas about the Most High and man, we should gather our thoughts to one point or place. That point or place is, I am that which I conceive myself to be in spirit. If we proceed in an orderly manner, there will be an inrush of spiritual force from the higher realms of consciousness that will fill the whole body as described in Acts 2.2. To the one who is awakened to the spiritual reality, the day of Pentecost signifies the degree of mind action that brings to consciousness the presence of spirit as substance. There were all together in one place means the concentration of all the faculties and activities of the mind and body in acknowledgement and praise of spirit. The result of this concentration is that the ordinary thinking mind, the conscious mind, and the superconscious mind, the perfect Christ mind, blend, and there is a descent of spiritual energies into the body. It filled all the house. The multitude came together and were confounded. Man's devotional nature often lifts him in consciousness until he realizes within himself the urge of spirit for expression. His conscious, reasoning mind does not understand what is taking place, and he may feel that the condition of the work is evil, but faith, cultivated through religious effort, gives assurance that all is well, and that the new experience is really a greater activity of spirit body and body consciousness. The experience shows that a habit of praying and giving thanks to the Lord daily will finally lead to a state of of exhilaration of the whole man, similar to that produced by wine. 
On the day of the Pentecost, the spiritually exhilarated disciples were thought to be filled with new wine. This stimulant of spirit builds up in the mind and the body instead of tearing them down. However, each day adds some new joy. The ultimate result of this outpouring of spirit is that the disciples, the faculties of mind, receive new power to express truth and go forth proclaiming the salvation of the Most High through Christ until the whole man is renewed and regenerated. The day of Pentecost signifies a gathering of spiritual powers for the purpose of harvesting the first fruits of spirit, otherwise a dedicating of these new forces of spirit to unselfish service in the vineyard of the Lord. Spirit always manifests according to the measure of our faith and trust. When our people, our thoughts, are gathered in the upper chamber a place of high spiritual understanding, and a unified in thought and purpose, prayer, the way of the Lord is made straight. We receive the gift of gifts, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Micah, Micah is Hebrew for who is like unto Jehovah, who can assimilate Jah, a man of the hill country of Ephraim, who made a graven image, a molten image, an ephod, and a teraphim. He kept these in his house and had a Levite for his priests. This was a time when there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. The prophet Micah, the Moorishite, who lived in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, there were other men by this name. Metaphysically, Micah is the individual's awakening to the truth of his real being, to the fact that in his real true self, he is spiritual, was made in the image and likeness of the Most High, and is endowed with all the possibilities that can be attained through the use of his spiritual powers, life, love, wisdom, intelligence, faith, strength, power, substance, and all that is contained in the Son, the Christ, Jehovah, I am. This makes the individual both a prophet of the Most High and a priest of the Most High. Overstand. The spiritual awakening, the awakening to the truth, of your real being and connecting and becoming one with in Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
blessings and grace. I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Women Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music, F Soul Ascend, Tony Allen and Jeff Mills, Locked and Loaded, Sun Ra Godspell, Tony Allen and Jeff Mills, The Night Watcher, Nish Wandada, Activation Time, F Soul Greens, Lauren Hill, Neurotic Society, Queen Omega, Judgment, Valentina B, and Habesha, What Dem Done, Homeboys Music, Central African Soul, Guitar Mix, Natasha Alexander, Black Bodies, Tony Allen and Jeff Mills, The Seed, Joy Postel, Consciousness, Nashwadada, Perfect Mind, Betty, Relax, Natasha Alexander, Augustine, Nishwadada, Ja Drives Me, Patience, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, Earthology, Sir Rock, I Am Her, Ja Nine, Inner Voice. Remember, you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Love, strength, grace to all. Traveling through the grains of time. I feel the strain of time. It's stopping me, it's telling me to wait on me. Bridge is about to break because of all my weight, of all the wasted, of all my wasted time. Subjecting myself to everything that's on my mind. But my emotions need a place to speak I'm healing relationship breaks between my Space. 
my way 